The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten lepers met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice. And he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. The Gospel of the Lord. There are some things you don't have to remind me because I will never forget. For example, sometimes I hear people say, you know, I got so busy or so wrapped up in what I was doing, I forgot to eat. And that has never happened to me in my whole life. I'm pretty sure it never will. Or, you know, I live right now with five Argentinian missionaries, and I don't have to remind them that the World Cup is coming up. They have it marked on their calendar. They know when the first game is, and it's, nothing, it's something I'll never have to remind them. But there's some things that need reminding. And so Paul says to Timothy in the second reading today, remember Jesus Christ. Remember Jesus Christ. Now, we believe in Jesus. It's not that we don't believe. But practically speaking, sometimes we go about our day forgetful of him. So that our faith doesn't have an impact on our attitudes and decisions the way it should. And so Paul says to, to Timothy and he says to us, remember Jesus Christ. Keep him in mind. Maybe the most striking effect of remembering Jesus Christ, which we see very clearly in the life of Paul, is that it, it infuses him with a sense of mission and purpose, even in the face of trials. You know, Paul was writing this letter to Timothy from prison, he had a foreboding about his own death. And I think that if any of us ended up in prison, most of us would feel like our mission in life had been thwarted. Like, okay, I have one task right now, and that's to get myself out of prison. And once I'm out of prison, then I can get back to my life's work, to my mission. But Paul didn't see it that way. He remembered Jesus Christ, who actually accomplished his life's mission through being unjustly condemned. When Jesus was brought to trial, he didn't open his mouth in defense of himself because he knew that through his own condemnation, he would set us free. And Paul had him in mind. He remembered this. He remembered the pattern of his master. And so he found purpose in his own suffering. He said, Therefore I bear with everything for the sake of those who are chosen, so that they too may attain salvation for the sake of those who are chosen. That is to say, he saw a purpose in his suffering. He knew 
that something was happening through it. That it was somehow working out the salvation of others because his suffering was united to the suffering of Christ on the cross. So far from being discouraged or abandoning his mission, Paul pursues it with all the more energy when he's confronted with this trial. In another prison letter which he wrote to the Philippians, he says, I want you to know, brothers, that my situation has turned out rather to advance the gospel so that my imprisonment has become well known in Christ throughout the whole praetorium and to all the rest. Paul took advantage of his time in prison to share the gospel with the prison guards. And so the word got out and began to spread through Caesar's personal guard, the praetorium. And in today's gospel, he says to Timothy, although I am in chains, the word of God is not chained. And that was literally true. In the very act of writing this letter to Timothy from prison, the word of God was going out. His words that he wrote in this letter were inspired by God. Thanks be to God that Paul didn't sit back and cross his arms and sulk in prison and wait for a more opportune moment. Thanks be to God that he didn't wait for adversity to pass before setting out on his mission. Because we wouldn't have these inspired words which form part of the Bible today, which we announce in Mass and which have been an inspiration to Christians for 2,000 years. How quick we are to give up our mission at the first setback. But when we remember Jesus Christ, we remember that for Christians, setbacks are the way forward. And we'll press on with more courage. Paul says to Timothy, bear your share of hardship along with me like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. And be faithful to what you have learned and believed. It isn't easy, is it, always to be faithful to what we've learned and believed. But it's a great help to remember Jesus Christ. To remember not only his heroic integrity in the face of trial in his lifetime, but to remember Jesus Christ risen from the dead, as St. Paul says. Jesus Christ is alive. Our remembrance of him is not the remembrance of a mere historical figure who's come and gone and left us only an example. When we remember Jesus Christ, we remember one who's present with us, who's alive, and who can give us strength. He's with us not only as a judge, but as an ally, a comrade, fighting with us shoulder to shoulder. Now, several years ago, I met a man who worked in the Silicon Valley in the, in the 90s, and he worked for a tech company that ended up becoming a tech giant. And he was one of the first in on this company. And he spoke about the, the moment when they were first able to stream video online. And they were one of the first, if not the first, company to be able to do this. And so one day as they were preparing to launch this new feature, they gathered the executive team and a few others. And they asked this question. Do we do porn? He was one of the youngest ones in the room. But without hesitating, he said, no. And that was it. The 
conversation was done and they moved on to the next point of the agenda. Well, what gave him the courage as the youngest and most insignificant person in the room to speak up, to take a risk? He remembered Jesus Christ, risen from the dead. He knew that he was not alone and there was one with him, strengthening him. And he's with you, he's with us. You know, I know that you have difficult situations to face. I know that most of you spend most of your life with people who are not Christians or who don't believe the same things as you, who regard Christianity as a, a primitive tale. I know that many of you are pressed with temptation. And there are times when you feel more alone than Paul in his prison cell. But you are not alone. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead. What will help us to remember? Remembering is one of the great tasks in the spiritual life. And actually, much of the Jewish religion was designed specifically for that purpose. To help the people remember who they were and who God was. All the great feasts had that purpose. When God instituted the, the feast of the Passover, the night before he was going to lead his people out of Egypt, he said, when your children ask you, what does this rite of yours mean? You will reply, it is the Passover sacrifice for the Lord. And then they were supposed to explain to their children the event that it commemorated. God instituted the Passover to keep fresh in the minds of Israel for every generation his saving acts, his power and who he was. And so on with a thousand other rites and traditions. God commanded the Jewish people in, in Leviticus to sew tassels on the four corners of their cloaks as a visual reminder of the law of God. They were called tzitzit. Actually, I had a friend who she got a tattoo in Hebrew characters that said tzitzit on her wrists. She was pretty punk rock, so that's a, it was a pretty cool tattoo. Well, much of the Catholic religion has the same purpose, to remind us. We have crosses and church buildings the Mass is a reminder. It's a reminder of the death and resurrection of our Lord. And when he instituted it, it was to that purpose. He said, do this in memory of me. Do this in memory of me. Well, all these things, crosses and church buildings and crucifixes that we wear around our necks, they all say, remember Jesus Christ. Remember Jesus Christ. So this week I want to invite you to erect your own memorial. We'll establish some physical reminder of Jesus. Maybe you wear a, a crucifix around your neck or you wear a rosary, you keep a rosary in your pocket. If you're courageous this week, wear it on the outside of your shirt because it will be a stronger reminder to you and to others as well. You know, someone else might need to see that. They might see that and all of a sudden realize, oh, I'm not the only one in this office who's Catholic. And so you might be a source of encouragement for someone else. Well, there are a thousand things you could do. You could set an image of Christ as the desktop background. You could put a, a crucifix on your wall. Whatever you do this week, remember Jesus Christ.